Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is a show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book. I do the review, stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, everyone. And today this is a mini episode, or what do we call it, an SFBIP short um, it's not that we uh, are reading a, a short uh, novel or a short story or novella or something like that. It's nope. it's just a, it's just a book that I've already reviewed on the podcast. Yes. And also, we're recording this in a hotel room with a different microphone than normal, so we don't want to do a long podcast um, with uh, substandard audio quality compared to what we can get at home. Yeah, it probably doesn't sound as good as uh, the uh, home setup. Well, it probably sounds good. It just sounds, let me say, different. Let's okay. say that way. Probably different, hopefully. Yes. So the book that we're reviewing is called Children of Ruin, which is the Children of Time, book two by Adrian Tchaikovsky. And um, the reason we're reviewing this is because, yeah, I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. And we were getting ready. Well, no, you just finished this book like a few weeks ago, didn't you? Yes, I did. And uh, as Juliana was getting to the end or get going through it, she's sort of like, oh, there's, it's like a horror book. You know, there's horror stuff in it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But I couldn't remember exactly what what I remembered. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, so as Juliana kept reading more of it and I kept on like thinking bits and pieces about it and I was like oh I don't quite remember what you're talking about I, like I remembered I remembered having very good memories of this book like I remember having good memories I remember really enjoying this book but I reviewed it back in what does that say 2019 August of 2019 oh that's <clears throat> so long ago yes. already yeah it really is it really is a long time oh. ago you know Children of Time what was that 2017 Children of Ruin 2019 so it's coming up like three yeah over three years since I read this book oh well, coming up to four years since I read this book oh to me it felt like this is, has been a very very recent uh, well the podcast. reason is the reason it's recent is because I reviewed children of memory which is mm. children of time book three yes. I reviewed that earlier this year and yeah. gave it two stars and yeah. I was saying well it's nowhere near as good as the first two books in the series you know I, I did a whole thing about saying that like oh yeah like um Verna Vinci did with his children of uh, whatever children of the sky story he's yeah. sort of like fantastic alien weird minds in the first one spiders in the second one you know and then and then we're gonna do a book about hu small human children and their problems and i was like no 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 give me more weird alien minds and adrian tchaikovsky he he ran the same he, he did the same thing and i'm like is he just trying to do verna vinge's deepness trilogy uh you know the deepness in the sky and the uh, fire upon the deep you know like where these crazy alien minds and that's what we're here for you know yeah. with this science fiction we're here we're here for the crazy alien minds and to understand that alien or non-human intelligence is very different from human intelligence yeah we want um, to learn about how they think and how they perceive also yeah. how they perceive humans right so uh, after two books of that thing. suddenly adrian tchaikovsky is going i'm going to do what verna vinge does and talk about what it's like to be a small child and i'm like i don't care anyway so that was the whole podcast there so i went back after you did this you know read this book and you were saying to me about oh we're going on an adventure and having all these quotes and talking about the characters and saying paul the octopus is good and all these different questions that you had i was like well i was looking for something to listen to because i'd finished another audiobook and i yeah. was like oh what can i listen to now and i was just like well let me is one of these things let me just check out the beginning of this book to see if i like you know and then i end up listening to the yeah. whole thing but that happens to books that are actually good like you you like to come back to them yeah right of course so um, yeah, I finished this book. Uh, um, it's weird because I do remember you talking about Paul a lot. Yeah, the, Paul the Octopus. Paul the Octopus because in your, a, in your that's review. A, that's a funny German name, isn't it? Paul. Paul. 
Paul no, Paul the octopus is a like an octopus called Paul is a joke about wasn't it the octopus in Germany which was um uh, well, was oh, that not a German octopus it was anyway I think it was an, maybe Spanish no oh, okay. I don't know it was a, yeah there was an octopus that predicted uh, outcomes in in football or something yeah, yeah. World Cup football predictor Paul the octopus yeah. yeah well what I was wanting to get to is yeah. that in your review you mentioned Paul the octopus a lot mm-hmm. and when I read the book I was I was like confused because, like I don't know, uh, half uh, half of the book there is no Paul the octopus. No, but Paul is just one of the names of the octopus. But they only really come in like he only really starts naming them like halfway through the book. No, the first his, half his, isn't, isn't. No, his it? first book, Sankavi, the octopus scientist, names his first octopus Paul. Number three, because he had two other octopus as a kid when he was when and they were called Paul one and Paul two or something. Yes, but the beginning of this book. I don't re- I don't know what you're talking about with the beginning of this book. Which book are we you talking about? You just read Children yeah. of Ruin. Okay, right? you Paul the octopus the... is like the first octopus that turns up is called Paul. Yeah, but it takes a while for the octopus to turn even to turn up because there is a whole first storyline of 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 stuff of them going to play. It, it's not the 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 octopuses the octopus things. Yeah. They don't turn up immediately. Okay, in my head, and I'm saying this as a book, and I finished this book uh, like 10 days ago or five days ago, whenever it was, I finished the book a second time. As far as I'm concerned, this book is a story about a human crew that turn up somewhere, and right from the very beginning, there's an octopus. What Somebody has an octopus. Sankovi, who's the human uh, uh, scientist on board the ship, he has an aquarium, and there's an octopus on it, and the octopus is called Paul. And if that's not the first chapter, it feels like it's the first chapter for me. Okay, good. It feels like that to you, and okay. that's the, kind of the thing that I got from the from the review that we last did yeah, okay. uh, in 2019. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. So you're thinking back three years when you read this book to what you remember from my review of what I remembered when I was reviewing it of a book that I just read and now yeah okay it's a bit bit confusing yeah Paul the octopus was always a strong thing for you that you mentioned a lot I'm just saying that's the default name for octopuses you know in the first book of course I do understand that right but it does like the the big like the the octopus themselves doing stuff right it's not as doesn't have the the importance as we have follow along with the Porsches, you know, well, they we follow along there. Oh, the spiders in the previous the spiders, book. and like it's a different right. approach to it. Yeah. I expected us to follow along with the with the octopuses way earlier in this book, in Children of Ruin, than we actually did ah, okay. because there was so much other storyline. Well, here's the thing I probably, when I was reviewing that book, didn't want to get into the spoilers of all the other stuff that's going Like, I never, like, when I'm doing these books, I never say, oh, to avoid the spoilers, I won't talk about this. No, I just don't even mention another thing. Like, another, I can not mention another major factor or major storyline or major set of characters in the book. Not because, like, like not, and I won't even say that I'm not mentioning it. You know, I often do that in science fiction books, and maybe I did that with that one, yeah, where I didn't I, talk about the Nod planet and and all of the horror stuff that was going on there. Yeah, and, quite horrific uh, stuff. Yeah, and so yes, you. Uh, I guess that's. My, I I guess I succeeded when I did the review that there was so much other stuff to discover in the book. Maybe I said, oh, there's lots of other stuff in the book. But again, you're now remembering a podcast recording that we did in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, but also, <laughs> I read the book, I I enjoyed it, yes. uh, there were bits and pieces that were a little bit long, right. um, uh, and there were some bits that were really horrific, 
Yeah. Um, so it's definitely not a children's book. No, of course it's not a children's <laughs> book. <laughs> so um, no, but I I really enjoyed uh, the the whole the whole idea of having all these really different alien minds yeah. and perspectives and how they interact amongst each other with other species with the humans yes and it's just he adrian tchaikovsky is so good with language with words with like just the individual words i i I read this book by the library so the book is already gone but i made notes of individual words where i thought ah this single word describes so much and just says so much Um, and then it's just such good language use. Yeah. I don't even know how to describe it. Well, here's it. the thing. What I really enjoyed about this is the language use is... Uh, I, there's a skill that some writers have where they speak very plainly, yes. but in just choosing the words correctly, they're not speaking plainly at all. Yeah. And the, it's great when the audiobook narrator... I can't. I couldn't bring up the, um, the who the audiobook narrator was, but... Yeah, really, we don't have Wi-Fi here. Yeah, you don't have Wi-Fi <laughs> in the hotel room at the moment. And the Audible app keeps crashing, so I can't just listen to the start of the book and say, this person read by this. So, um, yeah, audiobook narrator, They you can tell that they love this kind of writing. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's so, weirdly, it's so plain to read and plain to speak, but there's so many layers there. Mm. Um, when, and some of, it, some of the layers are very on the surface. For example, when they're talking but there's these scientists and they're like the main or, well it's uh, they're going to another planet and it's sort of like who's going to be the first to land on this planet and who's going to be the first to land on a planet uh, the first human ever to land on another planet with life on it mm. and there's this you know the main guy like the, the, the leader of it sort of like and um, yes so all our names will go down in history and then there's like an aside from the author my name will go down in the history. And we're in this for a team and it's sort of like, as long as I'm in, you know, and it's and it's very plain in that case, like it, it's like setting up the relationships between the characters and what the other people think, you know, and one person sort of like, oh, I think I'm actually pretty good with people. And then like from the other point of view, it's sort of like, oh yeah, his sense of humor, he uses it as a defense mechanism. And he's not really good, you know, and it's very plain. And once those are set up, you can then see that come through a lot more subtly later on, you know, as it, as as we come through yes yeah. it's, it's it's i don't know i don't want again it's difficult to even explain like the directness of the writing yeah is is a skill like not to be too flowery and yeah. just to, to and i guess adrian tchaikovsky did that with the um the again the story that we read uh last year with the elder race where you're seeing a relationship or seeing a story from two different points of view yeah and in in every case the uh, the the writing is very direct and like okay we're doing this doing that doing this here's what i'm thinking yes that's what i'm thinking and then you know you flip it round and it can be in the next chapter or in another chapter and you can see what people like other people are really thinking about it yeah yeah no it's it's a really good writing style and especially if you then go from one book to another book and let's say you read a book that that um, was like, yeah, it was okay book. And then you open this up and, and start reading and it's like, oh my God, what can you do with language to, to just tell a story uh, in, in such a good, yeah, in, in such a good way. Yeah. It's, it's impressive. And, um, and yeah, and so uh, we get the aliens here, all the aliens, all the different aliens, all the different aliens doing their different things. Yeah, let's talk a bit about octopuses because okay. that's going to come up in a future book, I think. Yes. Here's a, here's a little thing from April the 8th, which is, what, three days ago on Ars Technica. We're one step closer to reading an octopus's mind. 
A recording device and ele electrodes were implanted in the very flexible cephalopods. And it's this article about saying, Nine brains, blue blood, instant camouflage. It's no surprise that octopuses captured our, capture our interest in our imaginations. Science fiction creators in particular have been inspired by these tentacled creatures. And yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, one, you know, that goes to a blog post about octopuses in science fiction. But yeah, it's so, so great to go, right, what happens when an intelligence has a brain and then each one of its eight tentacles has its own sub-brain. Yeah. And this is the kind of uplift science fiction which I love, you know. Yeah. Uh, because you can't, like, talking about David Brin, who, like, not invented it, but, like, popularised the idea of the uplift. You know, he wrote the Uplift yeah, series. Yeah. And it's sort of like, okay, humans are going to uplift apes. And so then there's going to be, you know, intelligent apes for them to work alongside. And they're going to do the same thing with dolphins, you know, and they're going yeah. to bring them up. But in the end, the apes are just sort of like, they just in the end have human intelligences in a different kind of body. Yeah. And the, and the you know, there's a little bit more depth to it when there's, uh, when there's the, uh, the dolphins. But really, the dolphins are just sort of like other characters in the story, but that happen to swim around in a spaceship rather than walk around in a spaceship. Yeah, they kind of get uplifted to human intelligence level, but just in a different form. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, not quite. No, no it's but... more like it's more like they get uplifted to human intelligence, and at the same time, they're stripped of their whatever made them interesting yeah. in the first place. Yeah. And what's really great about the octopus is that you have this whole thing about like what's it like to have one brain which has the emotions and has this, you know, the intuition and all this kind of stuff. And then you can be like, oh, and meanwhile, I'll put my thinking, I'll, I'll think about this mathematical problem in these three tentacles yes. and this other problem, this physics problem in these other two tentacles and one of them can think about this over there. And yeah. so you get these, you're like, well, how did they suddenly invent this stuff? Like, why why are they mindless, you know? And that's the thing that this article says, that they they tried putting these um, brain scanners on the outside of the octopus, and the octopus just, like, stripped them off straight away, because they're like, oh, get rid of that, get rid of that, yeah, like, yeah. that pulled them all apart, and, and, and also ran away. start disassembling the stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the article is like, yeah, the octopuses, they just took apart the uh, electrodes and saw what was inside them, and I was like, oh, right, yeah, you know, yeah. so this, this science fiction book is, you know, based on all of that. But yeah, so you can go like, well, why don't they do this? It's sort of like, well, why are you like any group of of like nine human minds? Yeah. Um. You know, one one of them, one person may be in charge, but then the group will maybe not always do it. There's this great sequence in this book where. The, there's some octopuses and they'll just fight each other to d make decisions on like mm -hmm. different in, for different things and they're like and we were fighting and, she, and he's like yes and I won so my so my my decision for this group is final this octopus is thinking because I won and what's my position and they sort of like oh I actually uh, I actually now think the opposite and I actually have now the position of the person I was fighting and even though I won the fight while fighting they convinced me of their arguments and I didn't even realize it and now because there's now been like a sub vote in his te in his tentacles to yeah. decide what it is and his conscious brain didn't even didn't even understand what was going on there yeah. I love that but then that whole thing is then you go okay now zoom out what would it like to what would it be like to be in a in an octopus um, society. Yeah, I, I, that bit I really love the way that yeah. you know it's like um, how how they set it up that they are the factions uh, and then they are fighting uh, and, and the, every everything they're very 
all the emotions are on the surface. Yeah. And that's always, you You not only see the emotions, but you see the shifting between the emotions all yeah. the time. So everything is on the out in the open. And then, yeah, as you said, they switch their positions and they switch their opinions about stuff like so fluidly no but they're the not that, switching it's sort of like no, no, each one of their all of their tentacles are thinking all of those things simultaneously because four tentacles can be thinking one side of the argument another four tentacles can be deciding the other side of the, uh, the argument and there's like a debate going on inside the octopus so their mind the octopus's mind is just sort of like going like hmm ha hmm ha like and uh, yeah. you know like n uh, what is it you know uh, strong opinions loosely held or something like that or rigorous thinking but like be willing to change your mind it's all yeah. that kind of stuff but then like I say zoom out and the whole society works like that so you can have a whole like war going on and they're like oh it's not a war it's just a very vigorous debate as well like mm, what, what's the difference here yeah so um so yeah they can uh that this is all going on and then suddenly the whole society will just like shift 180 degrees yeah. and also sort of like how like when it's something needs doing or if something if there's an option to do something suddenly a faction of octopus will just do it and you're like hey you didn't ask for permission to do that it's sort of like well my what my third tentacle doesn't ask for permission from the other nine oh, sorry other seven tentacles and the and the brain to do something it just goes oh there's a task that needs doing and i just do it if you know what i mean and that's yeah. kind of I, I love how that's like recreated on a broader scale yeah because you can do that just mindlessly yeah. along the way you don't have to put all your concentration on the whole task for the whole time yeah, yeah. it's really great it's very speculative. We don't know if, if octopus societies really would be like this, but it's fun to read this kind of stuff. And it is fun to also think about this, um, having the emotions outside. Like, and I, th I thought this was very hilarious. There's one situation where they, the octopuses, were observing a human and then realizing, oh, this human does change the color, but then they just stay red. Yeah, it's like, they just got red that one time. It's sort of like, oh, the only emotion that they have is embarrassment or whatever, or, or fear or whatever it was. Because, yes. you know, they, they either, they're this one color, they go red when they're embarrassed and they go white when they're afraid. And that's yeah. it. You know, yeah. that's the only emotional range of a human. That you can see on the yeah. outside of, on, on their skins. Yeah. Yes. Meanwhile, there's spiders which are tapping their feet and ants which are just colonies, mindless, whatever like that. Lots of stuff. Okay, I think we've gone on enough about this. Just yes. To, we're just like pretty much demonstrating our enthusiasm about a, a fun book. Yeah, definitely. Talking of octopuses, what's the next book that you're reading? Or what's the book started, you're reading now? I started reading and I already, I realised I have already read uh, the parts that I'm now rereading. Um, what, as, an, as, as a, a sample, sample, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm reading... Uh, a mountain in the sea. The mountain no. in the sea. Mountain yeah. into sea. In the sea. In the sea. Uh, by I don't know. But uh, I don't know who. Uh, I have it. Your Kindle. Get it. Yeah, go I get your get Kindle it. book. Alright. So while we, Juliana Reed gets that, so um, so that will be uh, when Juliana gets to I guess like fifty percent of that book, I will start listening to the audio book. Meanwhile, um, we're on uh, we're on an adventure. We go. We went on an adventure. We we're actually at the British Juggling Convention, and we drove here. So. Um, uh, who's it, who's it by? Does it do you have the the information there? Ray Nail Naylor Naylor not Naylor. Yeah, the mountain in the sea by Ray Naylor. It's got big, got lots of octopus tentacles on yeah. the front cover. So that's the book. And again, I'll get the audio book of that and uh, start listening to it once Julian is like fifty percent of the way through or whatever. I will tell you. Uh, you'll tell me. And so uh, yeah, so because we're on a, we're we're going on an adventure. Um, Again, it's weird. We did another podcast about this, and I didn't go into what's on Nod and all that all that horror stuff. Again, yeah. we'll just leave that for people to uh, people you just to discover. Need to read this book. So, um, 
so yeah, so because we're on an adventure, we 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 were driving a long way. We we started listening to an audiobook and we did the naked. Oh, we started listening to the Naked Sun by Isaac Asimov because it's uh, uh we we reviewed the Caves of Steel robot book number one, and this is the second robot uh, mystery book, and it was about the right length. And I thought, yes, let's get this one. And uh, yeah, it's pretty fun so far. Yeah, it's very old. It, it feels very old. It feels very old. But it's still some fun but writing. At the same time, it feels very up to date in some other ways, but I will get into that uh, when we actually yeah, when do the we podcast it. about it. We're, we've got like two hours left of that, so we'll be finishing that book on the way home when we drive home on Friday, so expect a podcast Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I don't know, next week, early next at week. At some point. Be, at the weekend or next week, so uh, another podcast coming up there as well. And I'm reading some other books, but I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll talk about them once we get to it. Okay. Otherwise, The Mountains in the Sea, the next octopus science fiction book uh, that's making waves at the moment, um, is coming up soon. All right, that's it from us. This was meant to be a short one. I think 20 minutes is short enough. It is. We're going to go off and see a museum or something while we're here in Ramsgate. Yeah. Um, Let's see some interesting planes. Yes. Spitfire and Hurricane Memorial Museum. So let's go and have a look at some planes. That's it from us. Thanks a lot for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.